glad that you're listening to this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Bonners Ferry Baptist Church and of Pastor Devin Neal. Let's go to the book of Galatians, if you will. To begin with, we're going to read one verse in Galatians. And then if you would like to find your place in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 15, uh, we'll be turning there. In uh, just a few minutes, Galatians chapter 6 tonight, Galatians chapter 6, and uh, one verse here uh, that uh, God has to say to us this evening. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. I wanted to preach tonight uh, concerning the subject of opportunity, that window of time when we have to fulfill a certain task or uh, purpose uh, in life. And I think we all understand uh, the importance of opportunities uh, we've had, I'm sure many of us have had, look in the past and we see opportunities that we are glad that we took advantage of and uh, probably sad about opportunities that we did not take uh, advantage of. Uh, but there's also present opportunities, and if the Lord lets us all live, there's going to be future opportunity, uh, opportunities. We're talking about opportunities uh, to serve the Lord. And I want us to think about this matter of opportunity uh, in relation to missions, the matter of missions, a missions conference, I believe, should alert us to uh, and enlighten, enlighten us to the opportunities uh, that we have in the day that we live to do something for the glory of God. I believe that the matter of missions is an opportunity to express uh, and, and exercise and increase uh, our faith in God. Uh, when we are in, involved in missions, uh, then uh, we take advantage of the opportunity to increase our faith in God's promises, what He's promised He will do in His provisions as He provides uh, for us to be involved and then see His power at work. And so the matter of missions is uh, that opportunity to us increase, for us to exercise and increase our faith in the Lord. Then it's also an opportunity to invest our earthly treasures into heavenly things. Uh, Our physical bodies, we have health and strength and abilities. That's an earthly treasure. Amen. Those are all earthly treasures. Uh, Our money and our provisions and the things we have are earthly treasures. And uh, God gives us an opportunity to invest our earthly treasures uh, into heavenly things, and uh, there we can be assured uh, when we invest in the kingdom of God and the work of God and lay up treasures in heaven, uh, then we can look forward to a return on future you know, on the investments in the future. Amen. And God will protect those investments uh, because God is just and God is right. Uh, but also, we're investing in fruit uh, that will be produced and the souls that are saved. And so. Uh, we're, we're talking about opportunity to invest in our earthly treasures into heavenly things. And then uh, there's the opportunity with missions uh, to co-labor 
uh, with the finest of God's people. Amen. We're laboring together with one another in our local church. We labor together with other like-minded local churches and supporting missionaries and sending the word of God around the world. And, of course, it's an opportunity to labor with the missionary on the field where he's at, that young man we just saw right there. When we're involved in what he's doing in the matter of missions, then we have the opportunity to co-labor with him. What an opportunity that is. And then it's an opportunity to be an example of discipleship and what discipleship is to the next generation. Uh, to the next generation as far as our own children and grandchildren, but also to the next generation of new converts that will come along. And so we are, when we take advantage of the opportunities that missions affords us, uh, then we are taking the advantage of being uh, an example uh, to others. So I want us to look tonight this subject of opportunity and want to look at it through the life of a man that we find and read about in Second Samuel tonight. So if you'll turn to Second Samuel chapter 15. Before we read there, we'll pray and ask the Lord to bless his word to our hearts. And we'll trust that God will use this message to strengthen us, encourage us, help us to see uh, the value of taking advantage of the opportunities uh, that God gives us. I think uh, one of the lessons we should have learned from the COVID situation we've lived through is that opportunities many times that we have today can be gone tomorrow. Isn't that true? And I think if you've lived long enough, all of us understand that. Uh, not just spiritual opportunities, but opportunities of all kinds. Uh, we're not guaranteed of the same opportunities that we have today that we'll have those same opportunities tomorrow. Isn't that so? Uh, our health can break down. Our wealth can be gone. Our freedoms, our liberties uh, all those different things that can be here today and gone tomorrow. So we need to value this thing called opportunity. And the Bible said, as we therefore have opportunity, whatever present opportunities we have now, as we ha- therefore have opportunity, let us do good. Unto all men, that's getting the gospel to everybody, and especially those of the household of faith. That's being involved with helping and laboring with those who are involved in getting the gospel out. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you tonight for this opportunity to be in the house of God, and thank you for those who have taken advantage of this opportunity. And dear Lord, we we realize there may be some that can't be here tonight. They don't have the opportunities that we do that would like to be. Lord, I know there's brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world that would love to have the freedom and the liberty to have the opportunity to gather together publicly and openly like we are tonight, to pray together and to sing your praises together and uh, hear the preaching of your word. And so, Lord God, help us to be mindful and grateful for the opportunities you've given us. Now, Lord, we ask you now in these next few moments, please open our hearts and minds to the word of God. May we receive it, Lord, tonight as your word. I pray, please direct my words and thoughts, and may your word go forth in power. May it perform that which is pleasing unto you, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 15. 2 Samuel chapter 15, we're going to read several verses here in, in different chapters to introduce the subject or the story tonight. The Bible says in verse 1, It came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men 
to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Oh, what city art thou? Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed, uh, uh, is that what, yeah, deputed of the king to hear thee. Absalom said, Moreover, Oh, that I were made judge in the land, that every man which hath any suit or cause might come unto me, and I would do him justice. And it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. And on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. This is Absalom, David's own son. Look, if you will, in verse 13. And there came a messenger to David, saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are after Absalom. And David said unto all of his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise, and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly, and bring evil upon us, and smite the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servant said unto the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint. And the king went forth and all his household after him, and the king left ten women which were concubines to keep the house. And the king went forth and all the people after him and tarried in a place that was far off, and all of his servants passed on beside him, and all the Cherethites and all the Pelethites and all the Gittites, 600 men which came after him from Gath, passed on before the king. We understand here from the reading of the scripture uh, that Absalom has risen up in revolt and rebellion against his own father, King David. And now David and uh, many of those associated with him in the kingdom, including his family, are having to flee the city of Jerusalem uh, for their lives. Let's go to uh, chapter 17, if you will. Second Samuel chapter 17, David and his entourage leaves the city. And we find here uh, in chapter 17 and verse 27, And it came to pass when David was come to Mahanaim uh, that Shobai, the son of Nahash of Reba, uh, of the children of Ammon, and Maker, the son of Amiel of Lodabar, and Barzillai, the Gileadite of Rogelim, brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kind for David and for the people that were with him to eat. For they said, The people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Now notice here, uh, David and his people have had to flee. They're here at a place called Mahanaim now. And three men, three men come from their homes and they bring a tremendous amount of supplies and provisions for David and his people. Uh, one of those men, the last one named, is a man by the name of Barzillai. And I want us to think about him tonight. Barzillai, uh, the Gileadite of Rosellum. Now turn, if you will, again in chapter 19. 
in chapter 19, 2 Samuel chapter 19, and verse 31. By the time you get to chapter 19, Absalom has been killed. Uh, the rebellion, the revolt has been put down. And now it is safe for David and his people uh, to return back to the city of Jerusalem where they had fled from. And the Bible says in verse 31 of Second Samuel 19, And Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rogelim and went over Jordan with the king to conduct him over Jordan. Now, Barzillai was a very aged man, even fourscore years old, and he had provided the king of sustenance while he lay at Mahaniam, for he was a very great man. Now, we'll stop there in our reading for a moment, and I want us to see that two times Barzillai comes uh, to David. Uh, once he, the first time he comes in his hour of great need. Uh, he comes of his own free will. No one asked him to come. No one commanded him to come. He simply came and brought provisions to David, I believe, out of love for his king and out of loyalty to his king. Uh, the second time he comes to David is when David is returning after the revolt is put down, and now David is about to cross over the Jordan, go back to Jerusalem and take up his throne again. And this time, Barzillai is not coming uh, to provide provisions. He's coming simply to, to give uh, personal support and honor and recognition of his king returning to the city. And so we find two times that Barzillai comes and is a blessing uh, to King David. And I want us to think tonight about this man, Bar Barzillai, and the, the opportunities that he had before him to be a blessing to King David and to hundreds, actually hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and he took advantage of the opportunity that he had. It was a very limited opportunity. It was a time when David was fleeing quickly from the city of Jerusalem, going from one place to another, and Barzillai recognized the need for provisions for David and his people, and at that moment he took the opportunity to do what he could. And then later he takes the opportunity to come back when David's on the move again. He's got a window of opportunity to come back and honor the king and show his respect and support for the king. And once again, he takes advantage of that opportunity. And so I think there's some things there we can learn from here. First of all, I want you to notice the condition of this man. Here's a man, but the Bible tells us something about the condition of this man. Look, if you will, uh, in verse 31 again. And Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rosellum and went over Jordan with the king to conduct him over Jordan. Now, when Barzillai was very, now Barzillai was a very aged man, even fourscore years old. I want you to notice the condition of this fellow. He's eighty years old. He's no spring chicken. Amen. I mean, he's no whip, young whippersnapper. He is an older man. He's an aged man, according uh, to the Word of God. And yet, in spite of his age, when he saw an opportunity, 
uh, to do the right thing, he took advantage of the opportunity. Notice something else I find. The Bible said, and he had provided the king of substance while he lay at Mahanium, for he was a very great man. Now, the Bible tells me not only was he an aged man, but he was a very great man. In that sense, he was a, he was a wealthy man. Thank God for that. Amen. He, he was a wealthy man, and uh, he took advantage uh, with what he had with his wealth. Then notice the Bible said, And the king said unto Barzillai, Come thou over with me, and I will feed thee with me in Jerusalem. Now, king David wants to return the favor for what Barzillai had done for him. He said, You come back to me, and I'll feed you. You can sit at my table uh, at Jerusalem. And Barzillai said unto the king, How long have I to live that I should go up with the king unto Jerusalem? He said, My days are numbered. He said, I am this day fourscore years old, and can I discern between good and evil? Can thy servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear any more the voice of singing men and singing women? Wherefore then should thy servant be yet a burden unto my Lord the King? Now notice here, uh, Barzillai is saying, look, David, uh, I appreciate what you're asking, you're giving me the opportunity to do here, but I'm not going to take advantage of that. But here's my condition. I'm an old man. I can't discern between good and evil anymore. I'm not able to, to, to figure out things like I used to. I can't see like I used to. I can't taste like I used to. I can't hear like I used to. I don't want to be a burden to you, uh, but I'm saying all that about the condition of this man. And he said, he goes on down and he says, listen, I know I'd rather be a blessing to you than a burden. I want you to notice here that Barzillai, in spite of his limitations, he still took advantage of the opportunity that was afforded to him. You know what? Every one of us have some kind of limitations in what we can do for God. Amen? Some, some of us, it may be our age. Some of us, it may be our health. Some of us, it may be our financial situation. Some of it, it may be just the circumstances we live in. Uh, we all have limitations. Our talents, is, uh, uh, some of us are limited in our talents and abilities. But we all have limitations. But that doesn't mean that we can't take advantage of what opportunities God puts before us. You know what Barzelli I could have done? He could have heard that David was fleeing and his buddies, uh, his two buddies could have come along and said, listen, we're taking some supplies down to David and his people. They need help. You know, Barzillai, I could have said, you know, fellas, I'd love to go with you, and I got plenty of goods to go, but I'm, I'm an old man, and I'm tired, and, you know, I've lived most of my life helping other people, and I'm just, I'm just not going today. And he would have missed his opportunity. Amen. He could have used excuses. He could have used his age. He could have used his health. But he didn't do that. And you and I, we need to understand, if we're going to take advantage of the opportunities that God puts before us, we cannot allow our limitations to become an excuse for not taking advantage. Everybody has limitations. Everybody. God help us to recognize the value of our opportunities in spite 
of our limitations. You know, I think of David in his, in his years when David wanted to build the house of God. He wanted to build a temple for God. And God said no. God said, you're a bloody man, David. I'm not going to allow you to build. You know what God did in David's life? He put a great big limitation on David's life. A big one. He said, no, you can't do that. So you know what David did instead? Most of you know the story. David instead, he took the opportunity since he couldn't build the temple. He, he raised all the money. He, he bought all the materials. He hired all the men. So that when it was time for the temple to be built by Solomon, everything was in place for the temple to be built. He did not let his limitation keep him from taking advantage of the opportunity that he did have. God did not tell him you can't raise the money for the building. He didn't tell him you can't hire people to cut the timbers and the stones that need to be uh, laid. He didn't tell him that you can't go out here and get work crews hired and lined up to go to work. Never told him that. He had plenty of opportunity. He just said, here's what you can't do. And David could have sat around and said, you know what? God said, I can't do this, so I'm not going to do anything else. He could have said, I, I can't do this, so I just that means I can't do anything. What a lot of Christians think. God help us to realize, in spite of our condition, our limitations that we have, God knows what they are. But God will still give us opportunities to serve Him and to honor Him and to glorify Him if we're willing to take advantage of it. Amen. You know what I believe about Brazilian? I believe He looked for the opportunity to provide for His King. You know one of the reasons why He took advantage of the opportunity? He recognized it when it showed up. He was looking for an opportunity. I got news for you. If you're looking for an opportunity to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, in spite of whatever your limitations are, if you're looking for an opportunity, God will send you one. God will send you one. But if you're not looking, it may come and you, you'll miss it. Amen. It's that simple. How important it is for us to be looking. And that comes from a heart. I believe Barzillai, I love David. I believe he was loyal to David. I believe he, it was heartbreaking to him when David had to leave Jerusalem and he was concerned. And I believe it that he was looking for an opportunity to do something for David. And so when the opportunity arose, he's ready for it. Amen. Could I ask you tonight? Are you looking for ways and opportunities to serve God? You say, well, I'm already serving the Lord. Well, I got. I want to remind you real quick. Our Barzillai served David twice. He didn't just take him provisions, go back home, say, well, I did my part. No, when it came time to come back and encourage David and strengthen David and and honor David, guess what? He took advantage of that opportunity because he didn't just settle for. One opportunity. He looked for more opportunities. You say, well, I may be doing something for the Lord. That's fine. Praise God. But are you willing? Do you desire to do more for the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you desire to? If you're looking for opportunities, 
God will send them your way. Amen? And so I see the condition of this man. Uh, in spite of his limitations, he took advantage of the opportunity that God gave him. Then I noticed the character, the character of this man. First of all, the Bible said again, uh, now Barzillai uh, was a very aged man, even fourscore years old, and he provided the king of sustenance while he lay in Mahanium, for he was a very great man. Uh, in the character of Barzillai, I see I see his character identified in the cause he's identified with. Who Barzillai was willing to identify with publicly spoke to me concerning his character. We're talking about a king that's on a run. We're talking about a king uh, that has been rejected from the throne. Amen. We're talking about a king that is despised by part of his kingdom. And yet Barzillai, he didn't have to identify with David, but he did. He chose to identify publicly, unashamedly, not when he's just coming back in victory, but when he's leaving the city in defeat as a rejected king, as a despised king. He said, I want everybody to know whose side I'm on. Took advantage. I love the character of this man. He was unashamed of his king. Listen, you and I have opportunities all the time to publicly identify with a despised, hated, and rejected king in our world. And whether we do or not and take advantage of the opportunities to identify with our Christ when we have the opportunity to speak up for him, to live for him, to be a witness for him, to be a testimony for him, my friend, to be a written epistle of him, my friend, whether we do or not, says volumes about our Christian character. It's amazing people that will identify with a ball, a ball team or identify with a movie star or identify with a, a, a music singer or, or whatever it is and ashamed to identify with Jesus Christ in public. Yeah. So his his willingness to identify publicly with the king spoke speaks volumes to me of his character. And again, that was an opportunity. He did not have to take opportunity to identify publicly with the cause of the king, but he chose to. And you and I can do that. And it speaks of our character. Number two, I see the character of this man in his courage. In his courage. Now, you've got to realize Absalom has risen up and he's got a whole bunch of the kingdom following him. The war is on. And Barzillai is an old man. Now, he may have fought a lot of battles in his day. He was probably a, a chieftain in his whole area, and he had probably had to fight for his property that he owned and fight to keep the possessions that he had and fight against the thieves and fight against other people. But he's an old man now. But he still had the courage to say, I'm going to stand up with David. I'm willing to put my life at risk. For my king. 
Amen. You know, we, we, we need a lot of courageous Christians today. People that will stand up. I just read last night before I went to bed in home, my home state where I live now in Kentucky, we had a ballot, an amendment on our ballot uh, that where we had the opportunity to vote yes for legislation that would totally outlaw abortion in the state of Kentucky. Praise God. It didn't pass. It didn't pass. 51% to like 47%. It didn't pass. And along with that news of that, it said like like 80% of Kentuckians claim to be Christian. Sad and sick. And I understand Christian is a broad term when they talk about things like that. But I'm telling you, if there's ever a day when we need to courageously take the opportunity to stand with our Savior and for Him, it's now. I'm not talking about being ugly or belligerent, but not being ashamed to stand and say, He is my Savior. I love Him The word of God is true. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You know what I'm talking about here. His courage speaks volumes to me about his own personal character. Amen. He was not concerned about his personal safety. And he wasn't concerned about his uh, his provisional security. He could have lost not only his life or he could have lost everything he had. Absalom could have found out. That guy, Brazilian, he's taking supplies down to David. And by he could have given the order, go up and take everything he owns. Burn his house down, kill his children, grandchildren, take all of his sheep and cattle and all those things. We'll show him. Amen. And so I find Brazilian took, took advantage of the opportunity to not only identify with the right cause, but to stand with courage. And then I notice not only that in the character of him, but I see his carefulness of his choices. First of all, I see he chose some good friends. The Bible names those two men that he chose to go with. So there's three of these guys taking supplies to him. You know what? God's going to give us opportunities to make the right choice of friends in our life. We'll also have opportunities to make the wrong choices. One of the most dangerous things you can do, young people, in your life is choose the wrong friends. I promise you, I don't care how you've been brought up, I don't care how good a church you've been in, or even how much you've been involved in your church. My friend, if you choose the wrong friends, it will be the ruin of you. Amnon had a friend. There's others. You can see the friends that they had provided them an avenue of 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 sinning against God and and turning their back on everything they've ever known. Dinah went out to see the daughters of the land. She's looking for a friend, and end up being molested. Amen. I find he made a he took advantage of making. The right choices concerning his friends. You young people, especially you that are 
getting to the age where you're going out and getting a job, part-time job, full-time job, whatever it is, you're getting, you're going to be exposed to a whole new circle of people that you've never been exposed to before. Most of you've been grown up right here, grown up in your families, and you've got this circle, and it's, it's, it's established, the boundaries are established, the whole ball of wax, but when you go out there, you're gonna, you're gonna run into a whole new pack of people. Amen. That's where choosing to have courage comes in. That's where choosing to identify with the right cause comes in. And then realizing the choice of friends that I make will have an effect on me. You can say they won't, but they will. I guarantee you, you run with the dogs, you will get fleas. Amen. Just the truth of the matter. And so we need to ask ourselves, the opportunities, and I'm not talking about being unfriendly to people. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about saying hello to people, be nice to people. But my friend, when you begin to witness to people and tell them that you're saved, you love the Lord, and you witness to them, that will help you with your friend choices. Because they'll make the choice for you. <laughs> See, that's where courage comes in. That's where convictions come in. That's where realizing I do have a cause in my life, and that cause is Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Now, so Barzillai, this says his, somebody's character. He was careful of the, the friends he chose. Amen? So what's this got to do with missions? It has everything to do with missions. You pick the wrong friends, you'll not be a missionary, you'll be a mission field. You get the wrong friends, my friend, you may have done everything in the world when it comes to missions, but if you pick the wrong friends, eventually you'll be out of church, out of the will of God, and you'll be the mission field. So Barzillai, what a wonderful example and model choosing good friends the opportunity as I've said already he had the opportunity to get involved or not get involved amen he made that choice he had the opportunity to take advantage of the the exact time to get involved you know what this church thank God for what God's doing in this place but you realize a year from now this church this whole situation of this church could be totally different I'm not trying to put fear in people. I'm just saying, look, what it is today, it may not be tomorrow. You may have opportunities this year to do things for God that you may not have the next year. And it's it's important for us to take advantage of the timing of the opportunities that are afforded to us. Amen. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. That has to do with timing. That has to do with opportunity at the right time. Amen. Today's the day of salvation. Taking the opportunity to be saved while you have time to be saved. Amen. To serve, to surrender, to give, to go, whatever it is. Listen, we can delay. We can put it off. The slugger says, oh, yeah, I plan on doing it. I want to do it, but not today. 
Not today. And so, I find in his care in his character, he was careful to choose the perfect timing and the perfect provisions. I want you to notice. You can think about this sometime. That where he gives that whole long list of things that Barzillai and those men took to David. There are thirteen ands in that list. I thought, why didn't God just put a comma between each one? He didn't do that. He put beans and lentil and this and that. You know what? I believe God pays real close attention to even the minutest detail of what we do for him when given the opportunity. If he knows when a sparrow falls to the ground, my friend, he knows whatever it is we do for him, however small it might be and insignificant in the eyes of people, God takes notice. And by the way, this has been recorded in the Word of God for 2,500 years. God keeps good records. Amen? Notice this. Again, I've said this already. In his carefulness of choices, he chose, he took advantage of the opportunity to choose to encourage David again. Again. I'm glad he chose to do it again. One time around was not enough. He chose again. Then I want you to notice something else in, in 2 Samuel, again, chapter 19. Let's read on down through here. He said in verse, 20, in verse 36 here, he said, Thy servant, David said, you come on with me. And, of course, he tells David, I don't want to be a burden unto my my lord the king. Verse 36, he says, thy servant will go a little way over Jordan with the king, and why should the king recompense at me with such a reward? Let thy servant, I pray thee, turn back again, that I may die in mine own city and be buried by the grave of my father and my mother, of my mother. But, he said, behold. Thy servant Chimham, let him go over with my lord the king and do to him what shall seem good unto thee. And the king answered, Chimham shall go over with me and I will do to him that which shall seem good unto thee. And whatsoever thou shalt require of me, that will I do for thee. And all the people went over Jordan when the king was come over. The king kissed Barzillai and blessed him. And he returned into his own place. Then the king went on to Gilgal. And Chimham went on with him. And all the people of Judah conducted the king. And also half the people of Israel. I want you to notice what Barzillai did. You see what he did? God gave him an opportunity to receive way tremendous amount of blessings. And he really didn't need them. And he really didn't want them. He appreciated them, but he said, look, I'm an old man. Let me go home and die. He buried my father and mother. But, but, since you're giving me an opportunity to be tremendously blessed by you, is it all right if I pass my blessings on to Jim Ham? Is that all right if I got this opportunity to get all these blessings? Would it be all right if I pass these blessings on to this young man right here? I don't need I'm getting old. But this young man, he's just getting started. Is it all right if he goes with you? David said, whatever you want. Isn't that a blessing? Ever think about the opportunities that God may give us to pass on the blessings that he's given us 
and not just keep it all for ourselves, but to pass it on to somebody else. The things we've learned, the experiences we've had, the mistakes we've made. Amen. Pass on what God has blessed us with to the next generation. I like this guy. Don't you? I bet Jim Ham liked him. I bet he liked him. We ought to think about, especially as we get older. But now even you young people, you teenagers, God's going to bless you with some things that you could pass on to your little brothers and sisters. You don't have to pass on the bad things to them. You can pass on the good things to them. Amen. You can pass on to them your testimony. You can pass on to them how God has answered your prayers. You can pass on to them how God is teaching you from his word. You can pass on to them how wonderful it is to serve the Lord. Amen. We parents, we can do that for our children, our grandchildren. As we get older and God is allowed, especially in America, we accumulate so much. We have three and four bedroom homes, two car garages, which the car can't get in because we've got so much stuff in them. And then we have to have a storage shed or a rental unit to put all of our stuff because God has so abundantly blessed us. We ought to be thinking about maybe the Lord's given me an opportunity to take all these blessings that he's given me. I've got plenty. And start passing it on somebody else listen I have never seen a hearse pull a U-Haul they don't build storage units in graveyards y'all get that you ain't taking it with you amen why not take advantage of the opportunities to do something for the glory of of God with Amen. Amen. Now the challenge from this man, I think we've already figured it all out. Amen. The challenge from him is, no matter what our limitations are, no matter what the situation of the day is, no matter what the cultural situation, the political climate. Are you talking about a bad political climate? He's right in the thick of it. Overthrow the government? And he chooses to keep his focus on serving God. We got to think about these things. Things aren't going to stay like they are in America. We're going to have to make sure we keep our priorities straight. Amen. But I want you to consider these four things and we'll be finished. In Barzelia's example to us, he provided, he provided for another man's problems and responsibilities. Did you notice that? Absalom was David's problem. The kingdom being upset was David's problem. Those 600 men and their families and David's family, that was David's responsibility. Amen? That was, that's what God gave David to deal with. And yet, Barzillai took the opportunity to provide for David's problems and responsibilities. Think about that. When we help, when we when we get involved in the work of God, number one, we're we're helping to provide what the Lord wants to get done. 
Amen. When you support a missionary like that brother there in Alaska, he's he's got a responsibility. God's given him responsibility to reach those people up there. But when we support him, when you support him, you're supporting another man's responsibilities and another man's problems. Amen. That's what Barzillai did. Not only did he do that, but he he financed another man's faith and calling. God had called David to be the king. Amen. And David realized, I can't stay in the city. We're not prepared for that. So he had to leave. He's fleeing, but he's fleeing by faith, trusting God to take care of things. And Barzillai came along and took advantage of the opportunity to finance another man's faith and calling. You know, when you support a missionary, that's what you're doing. You're financing his calling. God may have not called you over there, but you're financing his calling and his faith. That's what Brazilia is doing. He contributed to another man's convictions. David had some convictions right then. He didn't want to kill Absalom. That's why he fled. He didn't want to do battle right then. He wasn't prepared. So David has some convictions in his life about what needs to be done next. And that's what Barzillai contributed to. He contributed to another man's convictions. A man has a conviction that God's called me to go here and to do this. Then, And when we get involved in that, we're contributing. You say, I don't really have that conviction, but God has given him that conviction, and I'm going to support his conviction. Amen. That's an awesome thing. And I see he chose to be a channel of blessing when life was a personal burden to him. <laughs> you ever find life to be a personal burden? You young people don't even know what I'm talking about yet. But you're older, you understand every day is almost a personal burden sometimes. But he chose to be a channel of blessing in spite of of his own personal burdens. Amen. Think about that. God gives us opportunities. And the longer you live, the more personal burdens you're going to have. Amen. But it also says we're not only to bear our own burdens, but we're to bear the burdens of one another. Amen. And when God gives us an opportunity to bear one another's burdens, let... As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good, therefore, unto all men, and especially those of the household of faith, those people that God has burdened to go somewhere else around the world, and we become a channel of blessing to them in spite of our own personal burdens. God said, that's a good thing. That's what I'm talking about doing, especially those. Of the household of faith. You know, when you support a missionary, you send money to him. You're not supporting the people he's trying to reach. You're supporting him. Amen. Say you say you support him for $125 a month. Okay. That may buy him two tanks of gas for the month. How many of you use more than two tanks of gas a month? Most of us do. Your $125, and I'm not minimizing that. No, no, don't misunderstand me. I'm just showing you that man has burdens. He has to buy gas. 
He has to have a vehicle. He has to have insurance. He has to have a house to live in. He has to pay electric bills or phone, whatever it is. He's got to, he's got to put food on his table. He's got to clothe his children. He's got doctor bills and so on. And when you support him, in spite of your personal burdens, you've become a channel of blessing to his burden. And that's how God set this whole thing up. And it's a wonderful thing. So God help us tonight to realize the value, the importance of the opportunities that we have. Tonight, maybe we ought to say, Lord God, would you help me in spite of my limitations, in spite of the political climate, the culture we live in today, in spite of my own personal burdens, Lord, would you help me to have the eyes to look for opportunities to do good unto all men and especially those of the household of faith. And then, Lord, when I see them, Lord God, would you give me the wisdom, the ability, and the faith to take advantage of them. Amen. I guarantee you. There's another place. We won't go to it now. It's later uh, in uh, Kings, I think it is, where David gives instruction to Solomon. And he says, you make sure that Barzillai's sons sit at your table. Yeah. In the scripture. I'll let you look it up. But it's there. And I thought, here over, you reckon Barzillai is sorry that he took advantage of the opportunity to help David? His kids aren't sorry either. They got to eat with the king. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.